Well, to be honest, I actually owe a lot of my credit to my teacher, uh, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith was the screen print and photography teacher at my high school. And um, I was very fortunate to have him as a teacher because, uh, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, I, I was in orchestra. And prior to that, I had taken orchestra for a while. And um, I remember my sophomore year, I was just over that class. I was over playing music and it just wasn't my thing. You know, I, I, I just grew tired of it. And I always had this uh, knack of, uh, you know, to draw and to do anything that's like design, creative, fun related. Um, I didn't take much art classes because art classes just didn't seem to um, really appeal to me. You know, I, I always felt like the kids who are in art class, they just were uh, a little bit like weird to me. And I just I, I felt like at the time I didn't identify with them as much. And, you know, a lot of them were into like watercolors and there were oil painting or they were doing um, oil pastels or, you know, those, I guess, real fine arts um, type of drawings and type of art. And I, you know, I, I guess I kind of understood it a little bit, but I wasn't too deep into it that much because it just, you know, it, it just didn't really do anything for me. Um, but I do remember early on, I was I was really into um, like graffiti and I think it stems from the fact that I became such a huge fan of of like hip-hop music old school hip-hop and because you know my brother was deep into like that old 80s into 90s music you know uh, he introduced me to um, a lot of that culture that um, you know I was you know it came before me but I I learned to appreciate it especially all of the art that was involved in it you know and um, soon enough you come across artists like you know cope uh, obey giant cause um, ja ja you know all those all those you know kind of known or unknown graffiti artists or guerrilla artists i guess you might want to say um you know i i tried to i tried to attempt to um you know copy their work or emulate what they did because um it just felt very fresh to me it felt sort of counterculture it felt a bit like, you know, away from the art classroom and a little bit more, um, I guess, rebellious. And uh, I liked it. You know, I liked everything about it. And so I didn't know where, I don't know where or who even taught that kind of style. I, you know, that's something that always intrigued me. And I always felt as if I had to do it in the privacy of my own home because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if nobody really appreciates this stuff, it was, you know, frown, it was kind of frowned on for a while because people just saw it as destructive and it was just sort of just not good to look at, I guess you could say. Right. Um, and that's where my teacher, Mr. Smith, came in, because when I found out that he did screen printing and photography, um, that instantly, uh, you know, had me interested, you know, and in between all the stuff that I liked. Um, I was really into photography and I was really into videography without even knowing what those were, were even real professions or real of anything, you know. Um, and it, it comes from also the fact that, you know, my dad always walked around with his cameras. He always had a video camera on him or a film camera on him. And he just took so many photos. You know, he's, we have so many family photos um, from the early like 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s up into 2000s, 
and just boxes filled with photos and he just took photos of everything and um I, you know, I used to almost think to myself, you know, why is he taking photos of food on the table? Why is he taking photos of, of the garden? Or why is he taking photos of very abstract things? And, it, you know, at the time, you know, if I'm looking at a box filled with photos that were printed, you know, I'm thinking to myself, who does this? But, I mean, really, is it any different than what we do now in our phones? You know, we take pictures of everything, you know. And I don't think we really understand how overwhelming these photos are. Um, until we actually print them out and we have it laying in front of us and then suddenly as you're going through them you you might think to yourself you know what the hell was I thinking taking these photos um, but at, you know to that point I I grew accustomed to being around cameras um, I played a lot with cameras I remember out of all the things I wanted for Christmas and around my birthday or whatever the occasion was um, I've always wanted a video camera and you know for those of you out there you know if I don't know what your first experience was with, with like a camera or a video, but you know, if you were, if you were around like a teenager going in, you know, around the year of like 2004, 2002, you know, it, it technology was nowhere near where it is now. You know, it was far, it was starting to get there, but if you want to even to, to like record video and upload it to something or to like, sh like to show it on a TV, um, you know, you were limited to what your those three little cables, right? The AV cable, like the, the yellow, white, and red cables, and anything past that, it was going to be very expensive. You know, a, it was going to be very expensive to even get it on a computer, let alone upload it onto the internet. And the internet back then, you know, if you weren't fortunate enough to have high speed internet, you know, you had really slow dial up, and everybody knows that anything dial up just it's always hit and miss. You know, and and so, you know, experiencing video cameras, you know, using cassette tapes, you know, little tapes that look like VHS tapes, but are very tiny, you know, using those to record video. And then eventually we went to um, SD cards and SD cards were not so different than what they look like now, but they were the, the size capacities were a lot smaller. So if you got an SD card back then, that was maybe... I don't know, two megabytes, it would cost you maybe like 40 bucks, you know, um, they were expensive and I've, you know, obviously time has changed, but it was very expensive back then. And, um, you know, you had cameras like Sony was like the main contender back then. Like they, they made everything, anything that involved audio and visual, they were the best, right. Um, especially in the digital world. So, and as we move on, um, I asked my dad to get me a video camera and he bought me a Sony Handycam, which I still have, that shoots on high eight tapes. And the reason why I begged for this camera was because, you know, every time we had gone to like Circuit City, uh, which doesn't exist anymore, anymore by the way, um, we would go there and they always have that aisle that has all of the video cameras, right? They had the most expensive video cameras and the least expensive cameras. And, um, you know, you can test out the video cameras because, you know, it would be hooked up to the TV and I would go to the camera. I would make a beeline towards the cameras and just start playing with it. You know, just pointing the camera at people, pointing things at the ground, zooming in, zooming out. And I don't know about any of you, but just being able to see something that you're creating live, it, it just, it, it's something magical happens. You know, it's, it's like. You know, it's it's something that you don't expect for your for someone like you to do, 
you know, because you, you, you think to yourself, man, people make these blockbuster movies with cameras and here I am holding a camera and I'm, I'm going to start shooting video and stuff. Right. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I bought my dad got me the camera and I was hooked. You know, I, I have a lot of footage of, um, me recording my, my friends and I play basketball in the backyard and, you know, Honestly, it's it's kind of embarrassing to carry around a video camera if you think about it because first of all, it's this big like blocky camera the size of like a catcher's mitt and you're just dragging it around and then, you know, just pointing a camera at anybody can make him feel a little uneasy, right? And I was just carrying on a camera and I thought to myself, you know, one of these days the footage I take will be important, you know? Like I don't know how but one day, you know, someone's going to ask, you know, what was it like when you were kids or what did you guys do as kids? And, you know, we can spend our time, you know, sort of imagining it and, and talking about it. But to actually see footage of it, to see what it was like to live in 2002, 2006, 2008, you know, a lot of the years that many people now probably, you know, if you weren't born around that time or were even conscious a lot of y'all don't even know what it was like. You just, you know, all you know is 2020 right now and all the technology is kind of rushed up to you and, you know, the groundwork's been laid and you get to do whatever you want. But back then, you know, it's just just like any other passing decade. It's just another way of embracing technology and new things, right? And so that video camera meant a lot to me and I, I shot so much video with it and I got hooked and I wanted to capture every moment, you know, and... You know, tapes were expensive because you had to buy like the four pack tapes and you had to buy, um, you know, you had to recharge the batteries and um, the tapes were only about 30 minutes to an hour long. You know, you had short play and long play tapes and you had tapes that claimed to give better HD quality. You had other ones that were really crappy quality. Um, but yeah, you, you collected them. You know, they're almost like little SD cards, but they're in tape form, right? Um but the problem was, you know, we couldn't upload it to anything because the programs, the softwares, the, the computers we had, I mean, it just having to upload footage to a computer was just insanely hard. And it was very expensive if you didn't have the right software. Um, but as time went on, I, you know, you know, I still dad around with drawing and art and a little bit of video, um, a lot of photography, too, because my dad was in photography. So I had a small camera he bought me and. You know, I would run through those two, you know, it takes um, 35 millimeter film and then you have to um, you have at least a, a maximum of 24 shots, maybe 25, depending. And, um, you know, you have to figure out what kind of film do you want? Do you want ISO 200, which means you can shoot better um, in broad daylight? Or do you want to go a little bit more like ISO 800 or 1600 if you want to shoot at nighttime or when it gets darker? You know. All the things that many of us now don't ever worry about at all because, again, technology has sped up so fast to the point where you can get away with stuff without really even worrying about it like you used to, right? And, but yeah, that was part of the discovery of, you know, arts and, and video and photography and all kinds of stuff that really got me interested. And, you know, as I, move along with the story i i remember taking a class with mr smith and he and i just clicked like we we under i understood his class and i understood his purpose of why he was teaching it and it was just an elective but i i it was one of those classes that i will never ever ever forget and um it honestly paved my it actually cemented and paved 
my perception of what it's like to be an artist, what it's like to be a designer. And I truly felt like it put me on the curb um, a little bit further up than most people did at the time because, you know, in my opinion, around the time I was I was getting into this, you know, most of my peers, my, my friends or, you know, whoever it may be, you know, a lot of them weren't thinking about this kind of stuff. They weren't thinking about photography. They weren't thinking about, you know, doing anything artsy. You know, it was just, you know, whatever was hot back then, whatever that was, you know, it wasn't that, you know. And I, you know, you fast forward, you know, it's almost been more than 11 years. Um, you fast forward up into now and it's it's everywhere. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has the ability to shoot video, shoot, you know, do photography and do art, which is it's just phenomenal. It's like you have unlimited resources to make content and to create. Um, it doesn't even have to be perfect. It's you just you just have just so many tools you can use to do as many things as you want, you know, without any real limitations. Um, and I think back on that, you know, when I was just starting out and, you know, there was a lot of limitations. But within those limitations, I had so much fun because, you know, everything felt brand new everything felt so like it just felt like a a breath of fresh air you know like oh man i'm in my element i love this you know and mr smith you know i remember him showing us how to develop film in in like a darkroom style which you know i think some people still practice they still have that time-honored tradition of you know shooting on film and and manually loading it off the camera and unloading it into like this uh, dark bag where you have to like feel the camera reels and like you know sp um, spool it up and stuff like that and you have to go into the dark room and then you got to put it in, in the emulsions and the stop bath and all that stuff and um, you know it's it's quite a tedious process and, and in that process you know you have to wonder you know who the, who the fuck would do this as a profession you know but it honestly you know, it, it, it was, it's, it's very hands-on, it's tangible, it's something that I could feel, you know, I could feel the film in my hands, you know, the memories I took pictures of, I can feel it being developed in my hands, I can feel the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm producing these on my own, you know, it's no different from somebody who grows their own vegetables in their backyard, and they, they pick it, and they're the ones cooking it, you know, that is that kind of feeling, and you know, and I, I love that part. And then he showed us how to do screen printing and screen printing just blew my mind away because it was everything I wanted to know and learn about when it came to art and design. Um, because it was something that I personally wasn't seeing in like the fine art stuff, you know, where when, you know, when everybody else is trying to draw like Van Gogh and Michelangelo and Da Vinci and study Caravaggio and stuff, like I was trying to figure out, well, how do I make it not look like that <laughs> you know how do i make it look a little bit more modern or make it look interesting and not too abstract or you know kind of go against the grain and screen printing when um mr smith taught it i i just soaked it all up you know i understood it i i, I understood all of it and i practiced it and i remember being in the photo print room um like after school hours and being there you know printing t-shirts or learning how to do certain processes and um you know he taught me what it's like to you know be a steward of your work you know like stewardship you know making sure that you take care of the equipment you clean up after yourself you um don't just leave the the studio mess you know have some you know take pride in the space you work in 
um, because you know it 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 builds a sense of um, it just builds a it just builds a a good character in what you do and how you handle yourself, you know. And um, unfortunately, you know he he it was his, you know I was fortunate to have him as a teacher, but then unfortunately he left because he he was retiring. And the year in that senior year, um, there was another teacher that filled in for his for his spot. And uh, you know, shameless to say, he didn't do a very good job um, managing the equipment and and managing everything in there. And you know, the students ended up trashing the place up because they would misuse the uh, the cure machine. The cure machine is where the t-shirts, when they're printed on, it's like one big conveyor belt oven. So it basically um, cures the ink onto the t-shirt. Um, the ink you use in that classroom was called Plastisol and Plastisol ink doesn't even dry. You can let it, like you can open it up and leave it and it will never dry, you know? Um, but when you print it, when you screen print it through the squeegees and through the screens and you lay it on fabric or whatever material it is, if you send it through the bake machine, you know, it basically, it, it cures it within like seconds, you know? Um, but unfortunately, of course, you know, people mishandled it and the machine broke. Um, a lot of the photography paper that was very special to use um, was getting exposed, you know, because they leave it in a dark room, which is fine. But then people turn on the lights and they leave it on the counters and they all get damaged. Um, the cameras were getting damaged and, you know, just nobody knew how to, to handle with care any of that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of made me sad because... You know, uh, Mr. Smith had worked in that department for many, many, many years, and he took very good care of it. And, um, you know, having to see someone else sort of take over and just do a piss poor job on it, you know, it just it, it's like your favorite restaurant being being kind of mismanaged and the food sucks, you know. Um, but, yeah, and then one of the best advice that I, he's ever told me was um, always take pictures of friends and family. And I will never forget that because, you know, he told me that his mother would take pictures and they would never come out right because she had a habit of taking a picture and like pointing it down at the same time. You know, she never held it straight. She would point and then when she clicked it, she would point down. And a lot of times you'll get like half crops of like their photos, you know, either just their chest up or their waist down, you know. Um, and as silly as that, as that sounded, it also created a lot of funny memories and funny conversations. And, um, you know, Mr. Smith was definitely a much older man, but, um, he was definitely filled with a lot of wisdom and he was insanely patient with me. Um, anytime I messed up on something, whether it's a process or whether it's applying ink or anything, he obviously would be assertive, but he would also follow it up with, um, just a lot of wisdom and patience to help me out. And, um, I, I truly, truly owe it to him to this day because he, uh, he gave me this clear path of a road to take, um, on a not so clear time in my life when I was, you know, a high school student and didn't know what the hell I was going to do. You know, everyone around me seems to have a clear idea of what they were doing and they did a good job at playing well with knowing what they wanted to do. Um, but I, on the other hand, I just was very clueless. But he gave me a very clear road to, to at least, you know, make a right turn on. And um, I followed it and I'm here to this day and I'm still doing graphic design. 
I'm still doing photography a little bit. I still do some small time video. Um, and everything that people talk about, you know, whether it's content creation, um, composition, uh, you know, rule of thirds, uh, color combination, hues, you know, hierarchy, all that stuff. You know, I've, I've taken, I've taken all those lessons I've learned from that, from his class and I still understand it. I still apply it and it's time honored. It's just time honored wisdom that stands the test of time and it still stays with me. And I, I could never for, forget that. And, um, you know, truth be told, I, I don't know if he's still alive. I don't know if he's still around. He was old when he left, but, um, if you're out there, I mean, Mr. Smith, I, I thank you very much for everything you've provided me in my time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I continue, I, I hope to continue to, um, be an extension, I guess, of your, of your legacy a little bit, because, um, you know, what you've, what you've taught me, um, has certainly, um, given me sort of that rite of passage to make the right, to make the right choice, you know, and what I wanted to do. And, um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you.